What's up, my friends? Welcome back. And this is kind of a cool episode. I'm actually being interviewed by a listener, a gentleman who has been a fan of the podcast. Thanks so much for everyone, first of all, listening to this. I really, really appreciate it. I love you. Thank you. This is like my favorite thing I've ever done. Really, really enjoying it and just so stoked that uh, the quality of guests that I'm having on, it's, it's, uh, it's been very humbling and I'm very grateful. So I got a message on Instagram from a gentleman and he basically said, hey, I really enjoy your show. I enjoy your content. I've got a YouTube channel. I, you know, I'm starting a podcast. Would you like to come on my show? Like he listened to the, uh, the past couple episodes about the countries and traveling and cultures and religion and everything. And it turns out that he's from Turkey. So it's awesome that we have listeners from Turkey tuning in here. And uh, he's Muslim. And we basically talked about creating world peace. Myself, as I shared in the uh, other episode, that I'm, I'm Catholic and raised Catholic, but found out later in life, when I was about 25 years old, that my mother had a Jewish background that she found out when she went to a funeral of her aunt, because my mother's mother passed away when she was quite young. And there wasn't really a whole lot of information or documentation on her mother's side of the family. But that's another big reason why I just got myself and both my parents a uh, DNA heritage kit, like 23andMe, maybe you've heard of it. But uh, soon I'm going to be hearing what my actual exact DNA is. So that'll be interesting to hear uh, if I am, you know, who knows, right? We're, We're all from everywhere, pretty much. And we talk about that on this podcast, how I share my thoughts of, as I guess, a Catholic Jewish person and my interviewee here interviewing me that is from Russia or not Russia, Turkey, and he's Muslim. And we, I basically talk about what I shared in my previous last couple episodes of the whole conversation around cultures coming together of not caring about what passport you hold or what religion you are, what color your skin is, that we're all brothers and sisters of the human race. And that's kind of the third part of this three-part series. And it's, you know, this goes back four years ago when I did that talk in the radio interview. And here I am following up with somebody that has opinions about it. You know, it's just kind of cool how these digital files can really impact people throughout time. So that's kind of a, a, a cool thing that podcasting and YouTube shows and online video can can do to create an impact. And uh, like Ted does, uh, thoughts worth sharing. So hopefully you will share this episode if it impacts you. And tomorrow's show is going to be all about kicking the new year off powerfully. I've got uh, an incredible show lined up. I just recorded it here today, all about making 2019 your year as well as I'm going to be introducing a number of sponsors and resources that's going to be available for you here as a listener. So make sure you tune into that. So without further ado, enjoy the show. This is me being interviewed by Barack Esterdam. Enjoy. The one and only. Ah, we just started. Cool. Yeah, the one and only. Quinton Carlin. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let me switch in Turkish first and then switch back in, in English. Yeah, cool. 
Merhaba arkadaşlar. Bugün Quintin Carlin'le beraberiz. Kendisi 35 ülkeden fazla ülkede seyahatte bulundu. Şu an Güney Kore'de İngilizce öğretmenliği yapıyor bir üniversitede. Ve kendisiyle nasıl te- te- gezilir bunları konuşacağız. Lütfen YouTube işte kanalımıza abone olun ve bizi desteklemeye devam edin. Biraz hastayım kusura bakmayın bu arada. Yeah. We can go on. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Man, um, let me, uh, f- first of all, when did you decide, um, I-, I want to get into it. Uh, sure. When did you decide to be travel and why? Can you talk a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up in Canada and I just never really liked the cold weather and long winters and stuff. And I always felt like I should have been born in a place like Australia or California. So when I was like 19, I had my first trip down to Mexico and I was just like, Mm -hmm. man, I want to live in a place like this. So after that, I looked at some ways to be able to go and travel um, abroad. And I found out about like the working holiday visa that Australia has. So I actually went and I did a one year working holiday visa in Australia and just kind of got hooked and fell in love with like traveling and surfing and backpacking and meeting new people. And, and I've just kind of been going on from there and it's been about 35 countries later and, uh, still enjoy, you know, just, uh, discovering new places and people. Man. Wow. Awesome. So, uh, Where are you currently right now and what are you doing? What are you doing uh, for a living? Right. So uh, I, I took a trip to Asia and I was planning on being here for only about six months. And I've been here about six years. So wow. plans, plans <laughs> kind of changed. But, you know, to be honest, it was just such a, a good balance here where I'm a university professor at a, at a, at a college um, in a city that I live right on the beach. Um, And the thing is, why I love it is that it's given me a lot of freedom to be able to travel for like two months during the winter. I have vacation, then two months in the summer. And, you know, I was doing the whole digital nomad thing for a while, for like three years, from like 2007 to 2010 uh, or 11-ish. And it was really early, really early. Before Tim Ferriss wrote, uh, write this book, You, you was a digital nomad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I was kind of back in doing it before, like, social media and everything, right? So, um, uh, that was really awesome. But at the same time, it was really kind of, like, lonely and weird because I'd be working from home in Vancouver where all my friends had, like, office jobs and going to work and stuff like that. And I was just kind of, like, working from home. And I was like, well, this is kind of... It's cool, but I kind of lack meaning and and connection. So mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to help open a Seoul, a school out in Seoul, South Korea. Um, and I was supposed to be there only for six months doing that. And then I got an offer to a pretty good contract at a university in Busan, which I like a lot more here. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll ride this wave for a while. And it's, it's really uh, turned out a lot better situation than I could have imagined. So... Man, that's that's amazing story. And uh, what have you uh, experienced to find while you are traveling? Oh, Expect- I mean, yeah, like 
like, I, I, like I'm, I'm actually putting a like a tra- like a book together about all these crazy travel experiences and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, the experiences have been like uh, some awesome, some super scary, some super dangerous. Um, but still all life experiences regardless, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so it's been a, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, man. It's been a wild ride for sure. <laughs> how, how did you overcome that fears? Um, you know, to be honest, my mom always jokes that both the best thing and worst thing she ever did to me was there was this book when I was a kid. It was like my favorite book It's called the pokey little puppy. And it's a story about this little dog who always wanted to go and explore and go on these adventures. And uh, she she thinks that because she read this book to me when I was young, it always made me want to go explore and go on adventures. And like Tintin, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tintin Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So I always love these kind of adventure books and uh, travel uh, okay. things. And it just kind of took the fear out of it. I was just like, well... I'd rather have experience than regret, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we have one life. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I just came back from a restaurant here and uh, for dinner and there's like a, this little like uh, clothing shop on the corner and the name of the clothing shop was literally YOLO. Like, and it's like, you only live once. Like, that's the name of a shop here. I was like, that's hilarious. Wow. But it's pretty true, man. Like, I just, I just want to do it all. You know, like, I just want to have as many experiences as, as possible. And that's got me in some trouble sometimes, but it's mm. also definitely made things not boring or, uh, or uh, mundane. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, how did you change yourself with traveling? Um, I mean, I did a TEDx talk um, about how the, basically the message was, is that no matter where you're from or what you do, basically everyone is the same you know like you're in turkey i'm sure that you want to have a life where you have a good relationship with your family you want to have a good meaningful career you want to be healthy you know it doesn't matter what passport you have or what language you speak everyone has the same basic desires and needs and traveling really made me realize and see that that you know it's just uh even though we have different maybe sometimes religious beliefs or political beliefs or or skin colors basically we're all brothers and sisters of the human race and, and of the world so that that's what really was the main thing i learned from it yeah exactly man it's it's so so powerful and um well you are in uh south korea why did you choose to stay in asia especially in south korea um i mean like i said i was in vancouver and i had a friend of mine that just came back from here And then I met like the principal of this brand new international school and we went out for dinner basically. And he was just like, Hey, like, here's an offer. Mm-hmm. Here's a plane ticket. Come on. And I was like, all Whoa. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically they flew me out there. Well, that's a lot. Like, that's the thing. Like if people want to teach abroad, you know, like schools, they, they treat you pretty well because they, you know, you're making a big sacrifice and they'll pay for your flight. They'll give you an apartment. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I just kind of looked at it as another experience that I wanted to try out. And, um, you know, I looked at Japan and other countries. Um, but Korea is just more of a turnkey system here. 
you can probably mm-hmm. save save a lot more money than a lot of other countries as well mm-hmm. and uh yeah people think it's super dangerous but i'm like man like this is probably the safest country in the world um yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been it's been fine yeah and jim ron says uh welcome you said you should say welcome to all experiences and you did that and things things become true man yeah i mean the thing that just never made any sense to me is people that just always say one day you know like oh one day I yeah. want this, one day i want to do that i'm like dude like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you know like yeah. if you want to do it there's no better time than now you know people are, are always like oh how did you do this or how to do that like i'll give you the best example um okay. so i i went back home to visit a while back um this is a few years ago now and i ran into like this girl i went to high school with and she mm-hmm. was at the golf range where i was going golfing with my dad mm-hmm. and i haven't seen her for years i didn't even recognize her she recognized me and uh she's like, oh wow like you know what have you been doing and i'm like well listed off all these things you know mm-hmm. um, i was living in australia I, yeah. you know, this and that i'm in asia now doing mm-hmm. stuff and uh just kind of like telling her and then i'm like how about you and she's mm-hmm. like well i've been working here for the last 10 years and i was oh, just like oh my oh and that's cool, you know, like if, if people, but I could just see like defeat in her face, you know, like she's just, yeah. oh, I mean, like, I think it t- sometimes, you know, like a lot of people hate. She was shocked? Well, I think that she was definitely made her realize like, wow, like, and it's not just myself, like a lot of my friends have moved and traveled abroad and lived abroad and done all these different diverse things. Um, yeah. But I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of people that when they grow up, they they never leave the the the neighborhood where they live mm-hmm. you know like they they they stayed in the same neighborhood been at the same job for 10 15 years and they just never really went outside of their comfort zone that much and some people don't want to you know some people are just totally yeah. comfortable with that that's totally awesome yeah. but i think the problem is for people that wish that they did something else and wish that they tried something or took that risk they're the ones that on their deathbed, they're going to be like, oh, I missed out or they have this regret. And that's what I try and, you know, empower people to do. Be like, look, man, it's just a decision. You know, all you need to do is literally just get a plane ticket and go and save up some cash and just stop spending money on probably shit you don't need anyway. And just save that and use that towards an experience. Like I would way rather buy an experience than buy like a fancy watch or something, you know, like I'm more yeah. about experiences the materialist stuff so um you know like a lot of my friends have really nice houses back home and stuff and you know like that's awesome but that's just not really that doesn't really do it for me yeah it's, it's all about lifestyle uh, where where you uh, sitting where you living where you spending your money all of that i think uh, it's a lifestyle and you are you as you told you are working as an uh, ESL professor and I would like to ask which other topics are you interested in oh man like I've got a whole bookcase here of books I'm in uh, of topics I'm interested in like I'm really interested in spirituality and religion mm-hmm. I'm really interested in health and wellness 
I'm really interested in um, like finance and technology and business and and uh, and just um, yeah, basically. I'm more interested in all that stuff than what my job is. But the cool thing is, is like my contract is only four days a week, about four hours a day. So that gives me a lot of time to do other things. Um, yeah. That's why I really so, like, that's why I really like the work-life balance here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And I, I look at your, uh, YouTube channel and you are talking about cryptocurrency and you have, uh, consul consulting and coaching services. And I would like to ask about uh, what do you think about crypto market in 2019? Are you still investing in crypto? Yeah, that's that's a good certain? question. So, so I got I got introduced to Bitcoin around like um, January, like basically right around 2016, 2017, like um, yeah, when, when so, like before the big run up. So yeah. I, saw, I saw more of a solution because I was trying to actually buy land in the Philippines and mm -hmm. instead of sending like a large transaction through a bank that had all these fees and it was going to take a long time, that's when my mm -hmm. friend told me to send it through Bitcoin. And then I was like, oh, wow, like that. I, I saw it more of like a solution to a problem than, a, than an investment. And I started looking mm -hmm. at the investing side of things with all these other crypto coins and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is like a whole nother economy that not really too many people know about. But mm -hmm. I saw the potential in it. And uh, and luckily got in before the masses did. And for 2019, to answer your question, so yeah, like I, I spent 2017 like pretty much researching and wrote wrote a, uh, two books about it that I have in my course and my my my uh, my ebooks. Um, yeah. So for 2019, man, I think that it it was a ton of hype in 2017. Like the, it was just like it went gangbusters. 2018 obviously sucked and corrected and, and the market really kind of, uh, you know, came down a lot. Uh, 2019, I think that the ICO model is dead. I think that there's not going to be as many ICOs uh, successfully raising like $30 million like they were doing, like, you know, for a white paper. Um, yeah. I'm going to see security tokens becoming a lot more common. But I really start seeing that the few blockchains, things like NEO, EOS, um, some of the, the really solid projects are going to start to really need to build some, some applications and, and value on it before mm -hmm. we can really see a, another big, uh, big move in the industry. Yeah. And uh, I will, uh, put your ebooks in the comment section below. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a tip. One of my really, really like best friends, like this, one of the smartest guys like out there. Um, mm -hmm. If people want to look into something that I think is going to be a really big deal, it's called Toda, T-O-D-A, Toda blockchain. He's uh, uh -huh, totally. th this guy. This guy's been around since before blockchain. He he's a cryptographer from like back in the day. Like he's as legit as they come. His name's uh, his name's Tufi Salbia, and uh, his his blockchain is called Toda, and they just released a documentary about it. So. I think that that's going to be a project for people to really, uh, you know, they'll hear more about in the future. Wow. Yeah, I, I noted and I will uh, research it, man. Yeah. Cool. And which which experiences are you sharing as a consultant or coaching your coaching services? Well, for from 2007 to 2010, I was doing basically like business development startups and marketing. Um, mm -hmm. I got out of that. And to be honest, man, the thing that I'm doing now through my podcast 
is I just see so many people lacking meaning and connection and that they have, like my degree is actually in counseling and uh, mm -hmm. like pre-law conflict resolution. And I, I, I'm getting the most um, results for people who just want someone to talk to, you know, I basically do, I don't really like the term life coach, but mm -hmm. just being somewhere there to support someone that are, that's going through challenges, like basically like a, like a counselor is mm -hmm. kind of what I'm really uh, focusing a lot of my, my extra time in, in, in, um, in assisting people with, because so many people have so much baggage from yeah. life, you know, like people are just so mentally screwed up. Like I, I just, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Procrastinating everything. Stress, addiction, yeah. addiction, anxiety. anxiety. Um, I see people that just have just trauma, like deep trauma from family dynamics. And, yeah. you know, like it, it's something that people are ashamed to talk about. You know, one of my friends uh, just put, posted something, a very, very courageous thing on Facebook like yesterday and mm -hmm. talked about how he was molested when he was young and how he's been suicidal ever since. And this is like a yeah. super successful businessman that you would have no idea that he he's carrying around these demons, but he's like, he's like, he's been in therapy and trying to work it out. And the best thing that people can do is have someone that's been through challenges and that can relate and support them through it. And for me, I just love hearing people's stories and featuring people that are going through things on my podcast. And then I do one-on-ones as well with people. So um, that's kind of where, where the direction I'm going in, in now moving forward. Yeah. It's so valuable, man. And I remember Will Smith says, "Everybody wants to, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die." Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah. Yes. Everybody uh, wants something, but do do not anything about it. Right. Well, um, the the thing is too is that talking about heaven is that all these people have this this. Um, goal of earthly success like i want this car i want this house i want this partner this guy, husband or wife or i want the the bank account but you know mm -hmm. what none of this stuff matters if you, when you die like i don't know what your religious beliefs are but for me i i believe in heaven and hell and the way you mm -hmm. live here will determine where you spend eternity and no one is talking about that and that's like the biggest most important thing about yeah. life that's the like my mom always says the, the meaning of of life is preparing for death you know like, yeah it's it's it's it's insane how we're so uh so conditioned to just not even pay attention to that for the most part you know like it's yeah maybe, man maybe, maybe i'm yeah. getting maybe i'm getting older but it's definitely uh definitely becoming more of a of of a uh, of a priority to reflect on that and be aware of that. Yeah, I'm I'm agree with you. We are we will come and go in this uh, earth. We will die one yeah. day. So uh, yeah, we we we we have to be aware of that. Well, there there there's one verse that really stands out to me, and I I thought of it yesterday because I saw this nun, like this little skinny old nun, walking down the path going to the the church that I go. And, and I'm like, you know what? There's a, a verse that says, he who is first will be last and who is last shall be first, which basically says the people that are like the most important in society's views of success and wealth and celebrityism on mm -hmm. earth mm -hmm. 
in the next life of you know the evolution of, of heaven or hell mm-hmm. you know the people that are the most humble servant driven lives like the people that are the the monks or the the priests or the nuns or the people that are donating and helping the sick and homeless like people that are just living their life of service they're going to yeah. be the ones that have the highest status like in, in for eternity you know and it just makes me think i'm like man this uh this perspective of what success really is is so backwards here yeah man it's it's so true we you forget this uh you know reality yeah i i really agree with i'm muslim and uh, i really agree with you and people live like it's like, like endless yeah they just you know focusing on making money or you know having a good car or what a house or traveling or whatever right. and they forget they will die one day and what's going to happen after that they don't think anything about it yeah man it's it's like it it's you know did you ever watch that movie called the usual suspects with kevin spacey no no it's like a really popular movie back in the day and and he the the last line in the movie basically says the biggest trick the devil ever played was to convince the world that he doesn't exist you know oh, like yeah. like the, like the biggest con out there is that he is just kind of pulled the blanket over everyone's eyes that yeah. make them not even think of him as as a reality you know like so people are just so caught up with everything else besides the most important things in life is you know what's going to happen after you die and it's just something that people don't really talk about or or think about well they probably think about it but it's not really like a dinner table conversation at a house party where people kind of start you know talking about these philosophical you know um yeah ideas and and real religions during during dinner but you know for me there's nothing more important to talk about and think about yeah um, yeah so so that's cool man so so yeah i spent a lot of time in the middle east and and met a lot of muslims there and it's really uh uh yeah like it, it's it's a it's it's such a shame because i actually found out when i was 26 i was raised catholic my whole life and then when mm-hmm. i was 20 i was when i was 26 i found out my my mother my mother's mother died when she was very young so she didn't really know the family dynamics on her side of her mother and she mm-hmm. found out at a funeral like you know when she was in her 60s that there's jewish heritage there mm-hmm so like you know that's a pretty big shock to be in her 60s to find out that her family dynamics is is wow. has Judah Jewish background so i ended up going to the middle east and then when i was there i traveled through like egypt and sinai and jordan and all these you know muslim countries and territories mm-hmm. and uh-huh. i was just, i was just like man like i know the the history between muslims and and jewish is obviously super yes super you know conflicted and intense and and strained but at the end of the day just like i said earlier you know like that's what my ted talk was about i talked about israel and how muslims and jewish people mm-hmm. at the end of the day they just still want the best for their families and they have their re- yes. religious br- beliefs but why would yes. you kill somebody over that you know like it's really sad that yeah that man you really not- said i'm I'm working as a food engineer and we are uh, we are uh, produ- producing fu- fruit juice concentrate 
and grape fruit juice concentrate is very holy for Jewish people. They are coming our factory and they are uh, operating the machines. That's so I have a lot of Jewish people. I have a lot of connection with Jewish people. Yeah. And when I met them, we have lots of similarities. Muslim, Muslims and Jewish people has lots of similarities. Yeah. And when I realized I, I was, wow, what, what, what, how can it, how, how can it be? Because uh, we don't know each other before. I was like, yeah, you know, Jewish people like that and, you know, they are killing the Muslims and etc. When I know each other, man, we are like same. It's it's it's blow my mind, and yeah. they are really yeah man. This they're um, really really special um, lifestyles. They are you know uh, sharing their time one day per week. They are sharing time for uh, family. Right, the Sabbath. Yeah. It, yeah man it's so so special and i i realized uh we have to know each other and we can love each other if if uh, we know each other well you know i'll tell you this story when i was 24 yeah when i was 24 i was basically um a foster father for two muslim boys
and one of my friends uh, buy the Sam Owens course. Do you know Consulting Accelerator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Sam Evans. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a yeah. beast. Yeah, yeah, and he now he's earning uh fifteen thousand dollars per month with uh, do, consulting uh dentist dentists about uh social media he's living in uh indiana oh really so yeah, so, man. so so this is like a, a turkish guy or a american guy turkish turkish, turkish guy yeah. he went to uh america for living and then he realized the market and he he buy the uh, Sam, o, Sam Owens course mm -hmm. before uh, before he buy he buy uh, Ty Lopez's course social media uh, agency yeah exactly but uh, i will i will send the link uh, he's explaining the uh, you know revolutionary changing himself and earning uh, money like you know crazy man well that's that's the thing man like that's that's where it's going you know like uh, to to be able to learn like those those uh i think sam's course is like what two grand or something two, yeah two grand yeah sam's course is two grand and i think ties was about a thousand and mm -hmm. that's it that's it right there three thousand dollars you have a career yeah. you know you've got you've got you've got a business you've got a career and you're making way more than anybody else that goes through a hundred thousand dollars of university and yeah. for years without a, and then not getting a job or just getting some you know entry level you know position and like this is the future you know it's, it's the future yes. adding more value exactly. to society finding your niches and just building out automated systems and stuff so that's awesome man like i was looking at that that program of sam's um mm -hmm. I, i've chatted with him just through instagram a couple a couple times but uh mm -hmm. but yeah he's uh he's the real deal man that guy's but here's the thing too you know like for people watching sam mm -hmm. struggled for years you know sam yes. struggled for years and years before he made this work so yes. you know like another friend of mine who's like uh got a big youtube channel um you know who's super super big now stefan james he's from vancouver as well yeah yeah i know he uh you see your friend yeah we grew up we grew up in the same neighborhood man like Wow, basically in <laughs> so like the thing that's funny is that I remember when he was literally sleeping on a, our, another friend's couch and then he went to Thailand because yeah, yeah. Thailand was way cheaper to live. So he went to Thailand for like three months and then did his Kindle Money Mastery program and started yeah, doing yeah. Kindle publishing. And then he just built from there. Now he just made $4.5 million this year, man. Yeah. $4.5 million this year. But he's been doing this for he's been do, he's been doing this for a decade, you know. Yeah. Um, and people, you know, he just recently gotten really popular on YouTube the last couple of years. But he's mm -hmm. been doing it for ten, you ten. know. Well, so yeah. that's the thing. There's no overnight that's, successes. Yeah, man. It's um, we we don't have to now, you know, you know, um, we don't have to uh, give up and do it um, before um, like H. I mean. We, if we want to achieve it, mm -hmm. we have to do, you know, yeah, man. Wow, I'm for. Oh. Well, yeah, well Steph, you, James, I, I yeah, watched yeah. lots of uh, video about Stephen James. Yeah, and the thing with Stephen is, is he's just like a real, 
authentic guy. Like he really cares about people. He practices what he preaches. He's super dedicated, super consistent. And uh, he's just a really nice, humble guy. You know, like I've, like I've, like I said, I've known him for over 10 years and um, it's awesome. It's awesome to see what he's done. But at the same time for people watching, don't think you need to make $4.5 million to be happy. You know, like you could literally go to Bali and live like a king on $2,000 a month. Like if you're making $2,000 a month online, you could go live in Bali and, and, and be totally set. You know, like it's, it's, yeah. you don't, you don't have to think in like six figures, seven figures. Yeah. You, you don't need that much, man. Like I don't even make that much money. And the thing mm-hmm. that why I'm living here is because, um, I'm living on the beach, but it's a fraction of what I was paying in Vancouver uh, to live on the yeah. beach there, you know, like you just, you just need to be smart. And that's what I teach in the, the money hacks course. It's just being conscious mm-hmm. of what you spend your money on. And how yeah. to be smart about it and be aware of, you know, what you spend, you know, like, yeah, don't, don't take a taxi, take the subway, just simple things like that, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Little things like that. Life is about how much you make It's not about how much you're making It's It's about how much you keeping. Yeah, exactly. And that's not even what life's about. That's what money's about. Life is more about, like, how are you living? Are you happy? Because there's a ton of super rich people out there. One of my YouTube videos has, like, 100,000, about 100,000 views. And basically the message was when I was in the Philippines and I was talking about how, you know, people don't need a lot of money to be happy because in a place like the Philippines where I think the average monthly income is about $200 a month, they're yeah. the happiest people in the world, man. Like they're and their families are legit. Their relationships within their families. There's no divorces. There's no suicide. There's no depression. There, everyone's super happy and well connected, and they're living off nothing. Where you look at some place like New York, where people have like you know twenty thousand dollar penthouses and drive BMWs and they're t- doing cocaine every day yeah. and depressed and on you know like it's it's it's totally uh, relative. Yeah, man, exactly. Um, uh, it's it's not about how much you're making or you know how much you're spending. It's it's all about how how you're living, how you're sharing your good memories and sharing value to other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's studies that show that if you make an extra ten thousand dollars a year, your happiness doesn't go up. You know, like for people that are covered their basic needs, like if you have your rent covered, you've got your food, your necessities. If you make an extra ten thousand dollars that uh-huh. year, your happiness level doesn't go up at all. Like it's just yeah, it's, it's proven. Yeah, so so that's cool, man. I think that people need to start putting more emphasis on their their uh, mental well-being more than their financial well-being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. T- uh, Thank you for sharing your time. Yeah, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. It's awesome to uh, to connect. And um, yeah, I mean, like if people want to learn more, they can check me out. I'm pretty active on Instagram and stuff. And like I said, the pod, the podcast and YouTube channel. Putting in the description below. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that. Happy to you know um, connect with anyone, and uh, it's really cool what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear how your e-learning stuff goes, man. I think that's going to be a really good uh, good market. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for your course, man. Oh, yeah. Well, 
I'm literally putting it out and putting it together as we speak here. So hopefully within uh, that's my my goal for the month to get that out. Uh -huh. Let's let's see, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, awesome, man. Well, happy new year, everyone for tuning in. And, uh, you know, uh, definitely, you know, there's the one last thing I'll say is people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in the next five or 10 years, you know, so, you know, don't put all your eggs into this one 2019, but just slowly chip away at it. Like guys like Stefan and, and Sam up yeah. and stuff and just, you know, constantly do what you need to do every day and you'll be happy yeah. with where you're at in, in the next few years. Yeah, man. Thank you so, so much. And we have to apply all these great things in 2019 yeah that's that's the plan man that's the plan well thanks for reaching out to me and inviting me on your show and uh, uh -huh. look forward to stay in touch yeah keep in touch man for sure see you guys good night yeah bye see you bye All right, my friends. Well, hopefully that gives you some good vibes about just being cool to people who are different than you. You know what I mean? Like just because someone lives in a different country, speaks a different language, has a different religion, has a different passport, different skin color, all that stuff. You know, you can just be cool together. You know, like I didn't know this guy until today. And we had, you know, almost an hour conversation about just connecting and collaborating and sharing each other's vibes you know it's uh i think the world needs more uh more love as cheesy as that sounds so go out there love someone today share this thanks for subscribing and tomorrow is going to be all about kicking 2019 off in a powerful way with some great resources that i'm going to be sharing over the next few days so the next number of podcasts are going to be very very content driven and uh, tools, resources, and techniques to make 2019 your most killer epic year ever. So go out, make a difference, make an impact, and make it a great day. Until next time, cheers.